Hey, you guys, I am just so grateful to have our special guest with us, Culture Code. If you guys have not heard of Culture Code, this is a group that I really love. I actually fell in love with them in 2016 uh, when they released Make Me Move featuring Car. And they are Chris and Dylan. If you guys haven't heard of them, they're based in the UK and they're DJ slash producers who have been delivering um, a lot of great music ever since 2012. And one thing I love about their music is that it just makes you move and I love to dance. Whether if I'm on beat or not, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but it's just so fun to be able to kind of have a good time and listening to their music. In 2016, they were selected as a future breaker by Vodafone. And they were a, that was a prestigious award that was given to several artists who were believed to be breakout artists in the upcoming years. And building off of their success in January 2017, they released a remix with Zaria Larson on the track, I Would Like, which premiered on the infamous Proximity channel and received over 600,000 plays in less than one month. Um, this track caught the ear of, Tost um, Tost I think it's Tostil, if I said it correctly. Um, and it was featured on the track, um, which we talk about from Club Life radio show, and it was requested over the week. And so in addition, they have started to gain waves and they have met and worked with a lot of great artists, but they have been able to talk to and be around the Chainsmokers, who are one of my favorite groups. And I'm just so glad that they're here on the show. I think you guys are amazing and we're so glad to have you here. Oh, that's wicked, man. Thanks for that. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, thank y'all for being here. Like I said, I was getting a little nervous when I talked to bands I really love, but y'all are just amazing. And so I wanted to kind of come up with some fun, like rapid fire questions that I'm going to ask first. And it's going to be based on some titles of songs. So I'm going to go to Chris first, if Chris is ready. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. So the first thing we want to talk about is fairy tale. So what has been one of your biggest wishes that have come true thus far in your career? And the second part of that question is if you had a dream collaborator to work with in 2022, who would you guys want to work with? Uh, biggest achievements, I would say the China tour. Um, that was just out of this world. Um, and for collaborators, I mean, we can't say too much, but we've actually got two of our dream collaborators that we're working with in 2022 already. So wow. you should be doing that pretty soon, yeah. Well, I'll definitely be listening and waiting. I can't wait to see who those people are going to be. That's great. Thank you, man. All right. So Dylan, I'm going to you next, Dylan. So we're going to talk about surrender. All right. So in your current or past relationships, who would you, would you describe yourself as? Would you be more of a listener or would you say you're more of an assertive speaker or would you say you have a mixture of both? Uh, I'm definitely more of a listener. I'm quite laid back, chilled, so I just let things flow. If anything, I get my ass whooped for not, uh, for not caring too much at times. <laughs> I love that you said. Can you say that again? I think you said get your ass whipped. <laughs> yeah, get my ass whipped. <laughs> normally by but because you never listen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's that's something that with time I think we learn about how to listen because I, I talk to my clients a lot about that. Um, I work as a licensed professional counselor full time, and so I always talk about active listening and that it's listening to not just hear but to actually understand. 
And sometimes what happens, we'll hear something and then we just kind of lose sight of ourselves because we're, we're maybe have our mind in a hundred other directions. So I love that you said that, you know, listening is something that you feel is a strength. That's good. Yeah, definitely. All right, Chris, our time is our next one. So can you tell us what has been your New Year's resolution in the year 2022? Uh, I only had one this year, and that's to learn more music theory. So I've set myself a goal to learn every scale, uh, every note in that scale, so I can get better at songwriting stuff, really. Okay, so can you kind of tell, like, our listeners who may not um, be well-versed would understand about like reading music and scales. Can you kind of explain somewhat what that means uh, if they are unaware, they don't know how that works? Yeah, because I mean, really for the past few years, um, music theory hasn't really played a big part. Um, I've always just sort of heard what I wanted to and messed around. But from watching people like Charlie Poof and, and people like that, who who just know exactly where to go and what to do, it's like, it's been really inspirational. Uh, I just think like the quicker you can get something done, the, the the quicker you can get a track out. And that's really where I'm at this year. You know, one thing I love, I'm glad you said Charlie Poof, because when I listen to his music, like he's done so many collaborations and um, I always think like One Call Away, which of course is one of his biggest songs. That's a banger. Um, but I mean, there's just so many things, like even like his new music, he goes in such different directions that most artists wouldn't. And just seeing him, like I've seen him on Instagram, like when he starts a song and how he goes into just creating different elements. You're like, where did that come from? But it just, it's so magical when you hear the end result. And his videos are just so funny and just, you know, it's, it's exciting to see. The last one I saw him do, I think he was doing like some kind of exercising or something with. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a light switch. His newest one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah. And uh, what's the guy from. Uh, I think Tybo, I think uh, the one who did the the uh, exercising. I think his name was Billy Blanks, I believe. Oh, the guy in the video. I'm not sure. I've seen the video though. Yes, I think that guy did like exercise videos years ago, if I remember correctly. So my listeners, uh-huh. if I'm incorrect, y'all tell me. But I I could have sworn I've seen his face before. Um, but yeah, that was really it was a great video. Yeah, yeah. That, he, he's a funny guy though. He really is. And and I think that's something that you with many artists when you get to see something behind the scenes, like watching a video and the bloopers and then being able to see the actual video itself. There's so much that goes into music videos. And so I, I loved it. Really cool. A million percent. All right, Dylan, you ready next? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so popcorn is the next one. So what is your favorite scary movie? What is your favorite romantic movie? And what is your favorite drama? Ooh, okay then. So scary movie, I don't watch. I'm a big baby, so <laughs> I generally don't like watching them. And uh, romantic movies got to be Pretty Woman, classic. And drama, I don't. Is Moneyball class as a drama? Do you reckon? You ever seen the film Moneyball? Yes, I have. That was a really good movie. Yeah, that's my. That's Matt uh, Diamond, isn't it? That's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. High school. <laughs> I don't think Chris has seen it. <laughs> That's cool. Chris like, uh, one of them. <laughs> well, one I'll tell you my favorites. My favorite scary movie is kind of hard because I love scary movies are one of my favorites to watch, actually. But um The Ring, if y'all heard of The Ring before. Oh my, I can't yeah. watch that. 
I was like, what in the world is this kind of thing? And then I put myself through that multiple times because I saw the ring too. And then I would go back and watch it again. So the funny thing is sometimes I go to bed with my TV on. And I'm like, I hope she didn't come through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, Chris. Uh, that was Dylan. He said always turn it off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a good one. And then I also loved... Um, Oh, I mean, there's so many of them. I'm trying to narrow it down. Well, I'm going to stick with that one for a scary movie. But what I will say is like one of my favorite romantic movie um, was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days because I love um, just watching some comedies. And that was really a fun romantic movie. Oh, yeah. That's um, fun, to be fair. That was a really cool one. Yeah. And then um, A Walk to Remember was another one. So that was with um, Mandy Moore many years ago. I think they've, it's been out for over 15 or 20 years now, but it's a really great movie. And I, I love that one too, when I was younger. And favorite drama, ooh, this is a hard one. Hmm. Ah, this is, I, I'm gonna have a hard time with this. I guess I could say Face Off. Face Off was a really Oh yeah, John Travolta. Yeah, no, you got that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good film, guys. Yeah, that was a really, really great movie. So now I'm going to kind of ask both of you guys. I'm going to go to Chris first and Dylan next. Who is your favorite actor and actress? Ryan Reynolds. Actress. Hmm. You go favorite actor. I will go with Brad Pitt. I'd say he's my favorite actor. Okay, cool. All right, so actress for me, I would say... It's kind of hard because there's a lot of them I like, but Vi- Viola Davis is one of my favorite. I love her from, um, I don't know if you've seen her before in um, How to Get Away with Murder. She was in that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. And then she's played in a lot of movies, Widows. Um, she's been in a lot of things, but I love Viola Davis. And I would say maybe actor, uh, there's a few of them I really, really like that I think just are great. But I have to go far back because I like comedy and Bernie Mac is just rest in peace Bernie Mac I loved him but he is one of my favorite comedians and so if there's someone that I just want to have to just like laugh I would definitely watch anything that he does um, but I guess when I say serious actors oh let's see that's a hard one I guess I would say I, I do like Nicolas Cage, so I'll probably go back to Nicolas Cage on that one. Um, Nicolas Cage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also for comedy, I forgot Adam Sandler. I love Adam Sandler, too. Uh, for comedy, I think for both of us, it's Kevin Hart. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, uh, Kevin Hart it just isn't funny as much to me. Nothing against him, but I just, I guess, the, the I, now I do like Tiffany Haddish. She's really funny. Yeah, I think I think his older stuff was definitely better. I like Kevin Hart as a motivational person as well. Like, I've read his book. I've read his, I've listened to his audio book. I uh, watch his YouTube videos. Man, the guy is just so motivational. Oh, that's good, and I, I I love that. I like that when people get into the entertainment business that they don't change who they are. And I feel like he's the kind of person that you would see on the street and he'd be the same person that he's always been. You, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would think so as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that one. All right, so Chris, let's kind of go to our next one. So the next one is love somebody. When was the last time someone told you they loved you and vice versa? 
Oh, uh, every night before bed, I tell my wife I love her. But we're, we're cheesy like that, so we say it like multiple times throughout the day anyway. I can just see you because I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just two minutes ago, didn't I? I yeah. shouted I love you to my daughter as I was running up the stairs. Oh, that's great. How old is she? She's seven. That's awesome. I, I think that's good. That And that's one thing I always say is like, my family was a lot different. Like they never really said I loved you growing up. I, and that could be a cultural thing, but um, they always showed it. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of odd now. Like when my mom tells me, you know, I just want to tell you I love you. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it just kind of, it, it's, it's good to hear, but it's just like something that you just, you don't know sometimes how to respond to it. Cause, but she always was there, but it was, it was just something that you just never really, cause she wasn't taught to do it. Um, so it's just something where you can kind of teach people and your experiences. And it's just such a great thing when you hear it from someone close to you. Oh yeah, of course. All right. So Dylan, you ready? Next one we have is heaven. If you have the opportunity to speak to someone in your family that you've lost and tell them one thing, what would you want them to know about you? And what would you want to hear them tell you back? Ooh, do, 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 do. Uh, I'm quite fortunate touch wood, pray to God, that I ain't really ever lost anyone particularly too close. But I would say the, the closest thing, I did lose an uncle, but I was very young, so I didn't really know him as well as I could have. Mm-hmm. But he loved football. I just like to tell him, you know, I did all right in football. And did you? I did real good in football. I think I was there. <laughs> Chris was a bull hog, if you know what that is in America. (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) Never pass the ball. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, that's probably, that's probably, I'll probably speak to my uncle if that. That's awesome. And um, Chris, I maybe turn to Chris on this one too. Chris, um, did you have anyone specifically in your family that you've lost? No, weirdly, it's the same, really, isn't it? Like, neither of us have really lost anyone. Um, Yeah. Touchwood that were that we're close to as of this time. Um, well, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I've lost a few people in my life, and I think one of the hardest ones for me was one of my best friends who passed. Um, he was 14 years old when he had passed away, um, and he had leukemia, and he um, ended up having complications from it. Um, and he actually motivates me um, today. Um, his name was Wesley. And he was one of my best friends growing up because um, I ended up switching schools. I went to a public school when I was younger. And then when I went to fifth grade, I went to a parochial school, and which is kind of like a private school. And I just remember that was the first party I went to, you know, when I was younger. And he just was just a light, you know, one of the smartest people I knew. And just knowing how many years it's been now since he's been gone, it's just, it's shocking. It's been it's just something like now when I think about it, I'm like, wow, like I wonder what he would have been doing if he was still here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one, and I lost my grandfather and it's actually getting very close to the anniversary of his death next week. And so I, I always think when things are going on in my life and I'm making, you know, certain goals come through, come true and, and getting to know different people, it's just like almost like he's guiding me through that. And so I know that he'd be proud of me if he was here, but it just reminds me of, um, being grateful for the time we do have while we're here and, and really appreciating the people that love us and support us. 100 percent that's a great yeah. outlook and it's uh it's great to hear that you're using like those okay. yeah those yeah you know I'm, I'm sure that's what they'd want for you Absolutely. to do. 
I, I agree with that. I think you're right. And it's just about um, sometimes not getting overwhelmed by, by things that we can't change. And I feel like that's one lesson yeah. I have learned is that things are going to happen around you and you can either become victimized because of it or you can learn to grow and have breakthroughs in, in your each day. Like, when can I find a positive in a day? I call it the roses and thorns. Um, and so there's times where we're going to have thorns and we just have to learn not to prick ourselves the same way. Like, we know the pain is there, but it doesn't have to bleed the way it once did. So, Absolutely, man. You would like Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got one more fast question for you guys. Um, and it can be Dylan or Chris who wants to answer this one. Um, make a promise. What is one of your biggest pet peeves? And how do you deal with someone breaking their promise with you or being unprofessional? Oh, we've, we've had this recently. I like, um, I like Chris here. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? The, the thing is as well, like everyone, you know, that even though that it might be disappointing at a time, everyone's got stuff going on in their life. So it's important to remember that. Um, I try not to get too down on it really. Like, like you said, just there's not a lot you can do about it. You can either, you can either like throw in the towel or you can get on with it and work with what you've got. And that's kind of the way I look at it. I think that's a great way to look at it. You know, I think like sometimes we can hold on to things and when we hold on to it, we just end up losing sight of ourselves sometimes. You know? Yeah, and you and can spite yourself by doing that. You know, by true. being yeah, by being too stubborn about stuff. Yeah, and I've learned like everything happens for a reason. And sometimes when someone shows you who they are, you can accept it or not. But also um lying is is something that some people use as a defense mechanism and yeah. and they may not intentionally want to lie but i mentioned this the other day um i interviewed another guest and they had mentioned about lying being one of their biggest pet peeves and then i had mentioned to him with trauma sometimes if you've gone through traumatic situations you've been taught to lie been taught to kind of protect yourself um because the word trauma actually means wound um like a wound that we have and so if someone has a wound that's been open or they maybe feel like someone's going to take advantage of them, they may have to do certain things to kind of survive. Um, and you see that a lot of times with people who struggle um, with identity. And that can mean like with, um, let's say if someone, for example, was adopted um, and they are trying to find their way in this world. And maybe they've dealt with a lot of traumas in the house they were living in and didn't feel like they belonged. Sometimes they may have to create this persona um, so that they can make sense of their reality. Um, and a lot of times even with musicians, when you see a lot of musicians who've gone through um, traumas um, in the music industry, we've seen and heard a lot of that with sexual um, assaults and things that go on. And you're like, wow, how did they survive this? But for them, that might have been their way of dealing with, with issues um, that could have seen as unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, that's more to, to the point of what I was saying earlier, like, uh, say, Chester Bennington, for example, like, Everyone said in his final days that he looked, you know, he looked like he was happy as anything. Um, but you really don't know what's going on in someone's life. So, you That's know, true. me and Dylan have both got kids, so we know that sometimes life can get in the way. So I try to look at it as I don't know what's going on in their life. So there's no point in being bitter about it. That's true. And I think like that's one thing where, like you said, with having kids, you just have to sometimes ask them, you know, in their own way to share their experience. And if they feel comfortable enough knowing that you're in an emotional state where you can show your yourself 
then they'll be able to to come to dad and say, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. And I always say that if we can't actually deal with our own emotions or find out how to make sense of it, it's going to be hard to expect other people to show something different because a lot of times kids can mirror or mimic what they see. Oh, very true, yes. Yeah, definitely. All right. Y'all did really well on those rapid-fire questions. Y'all ready for some other ones? Yep. Okay. So can you, whoever wants to choose on this one, um, what was it like having the chain smokers use your remix in their live set? Are you the chain smokers? I don't know that. This is a this is a funny story because obviously I think I think Chris hit him up asking for the the stems. Yes. Yeah. And then and then <clears> so <throat> obviously we'd done the remix for him, and it was Lowy. I think a few weeks later, they asked for the stems of the remix. So then I think Chris just come to the assumption. No, no, I found it on Instagram first. Yeah. I, found, uh, I typed in like hashtag Chainsmokers. I was just on the off chance, because I know they were doing their road to ultra at that point. So I typed on Instagram hashtag Chainsmokers. Um, <clears throat> and I found a video which sounded like our remix. I wasn't too sure because uh, it was all muffled. It was like someone in the crowd recording. And then, yeah, uh, I think we just emailed them on the off chance thing. We was like, yo, thanks for using our remix in uh, on stage. And they were like, hell yeah, man, it's sick. Uh, send us the stems to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just that, that's just, it was just crazy. And then we, what was it, Ultra, the play? Yeah. Oh, mate, so, I got up at four o'clock in the morning for that. Yeah, so we, well, I, I was driving to work and then we was messaging each other. And then 15 minutes in, I'd log, I'd literally five minutes away from work. And then Chris texted me, yeah, it's already been on, mate. I was so, ah, <laughs> uh, I was so pissed. But yeah, it was an amazing feeling, you know, that they're a huge, especially playing at Ultra as well. It's Closing just, Ultra as well. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous damn. and it's just, it's just madness. And we, we could have been there as well. We got offered a show around about that time, but we couldn't take it. But I don't know. It's, it's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, I really love the Chainsmokers. I mean... Their music is just something like no other. And I love that type of music. So um, when I hear you guys and when I heard that, like I said, Make Me Move is just something. I love that song. Y'all are just amazing. So right. when I heard when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's what really actually motivated me to reach out is that it's just something about that song and Cara's voice. I was like, wow, this is just really spectacular. Like you could really hear this like 10, 15 years later and it wouldn't get to a point where you get tired of hearing it. And that's something when you know you have a hit on your hands. Um, so I'm glad that y'all have been able to be successful with that for sure. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that song's brought us uh, a lot of great things. That's good. So I have another question for y'all. Can you tell me, um, is there a city or a country that you're dying to perform in? America. Yeah, 100%. America. So when y'all come to Louisiana where I live, like I will be front row. <laughs> y'all are going to be amazing like i i just i know when y'all do get to america it's going to be an experience for you and i know since covid has kind of made things a lot harder how have y'all been affected since covid um do you mind sharing with our listeners yeah i mean I'm, we were actually talking about this yesterday yeah. weren't we we thought at the time that it, you know ah it's fine we've got a lot of time to work on music and stuff um <clears throat> turns out it wasn't the case what happened just before COVID in 2019, we did our China tour, headline tour. Um, we got back. Our manager said, yeah, we've booked you three tours a year now going forward in Asia alone. Yeah. 
and things were just starting to look up, uh, like live touring wise, COVID hit. And then we just sort of, we got a bit demotivated. Um, yeah, I guess life just sort of took over and because we couldn't see each other in person, I guess the pressure of working on music wasn't really there for about a year or two, was it? No, it wasn't. And then it's just all, then, you know, releases slowed down. I think we've said this the other day on Instagram. Like two, we've released two songs in two years, which is which is minimal for us. It's appalling. Yeah, it's appalling. But then, obviously, coming into 2022 now, we've released two songs in two months. So the motivation's back. It's took us a bit, but we're back, going back. back there. Well, I'm glad that y'all are getting back to, to you know, some sort of normalcy. And I think that's the hardest thing is um, even with our interview here, like this makes it really difficult for some people being miles and away and just trying to still find a way of connecting. But I think that's the great thing about life is that we all are perfectly imperfect. And, you know, we're going to have little hiccups and things that happen. But that's when the flaws and little small things is what makes us unique and, and better because of our experience. So I love when I make a, a slight mistake or say something that maybe is a little off because then I'm, I'm still human. And I feel like that's what people want to see, authentic people sharing their experiences. And when you guys do finally get back to touring again, I just can't wait to see, you know, what that's going to look like for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I think having the last two years happen is a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. I think it's really motivated us now more than ever. I agree. I agree with that. Can you tell us, um, how did you guys come up with the name Culture Code? And can you also say, what has been one of your most exciting acknowledgements that you've received, either if it's a magazine, radio, interview, or newspaper article? Do you mind sharing that with us? Yeah. Uh, Dale, let you take this one. Yeah, so the, I'll take the second part of that question. <laughs> I'd say the chain smokers playing our, our remix was massive. Yeah, that is probably I'd say that is probably the biggest thing likely to happen to us, and well, not lately, but yeah, I think that yeah, that was probably one of the biggest things. And then just when you see other um <clears throat> other producers or the DJs using your stuff, you know, it gives you a sense of like uh you know you're doing the right thing. You're uh, oh yeah, I mean, you're, pro- you're progressing in the right way. Do you know, like when you get a uh, sort when you get props from your peers, you know what I mean? Like that that kind of like motivate you more than anything because you think look ah, if these if these are low digging it then we're going in the right direction and to that point as well i mean um we've said that we love the chain smokes and their music but more than that like they're just great guys as well i mean we we email them quite often don't we yeah and it's sometimes it's it's not specifically about a song but just for advice and without fail every single time they'll email back and you know that they, they i'm sure they're busy as hell and they've still made time for us like I would say of everyone we spoke to, they're the most grounded people and they're the biggest people. That is awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I was wondering that experience with them, what it would be like. I would love to one day talk to them. They are just amazing. I mean, I think like they, their story and just getting into the music industry and just, I think they are fantastic. So hopefully if the chain smokers are listening, we would love to have you here on Black Canvas, but we also <laughs> would just want to continue to support them like I support you guys. I just want to see everyone win. I'm all about positivity and seeing people continue to succeed. And there's room at the table for all of us. So, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm just so glad to hear that, that they're as genuine as I thought they were for sure. That's great. 
A million percent, Mike. A million percent. Good. All right. So these are the last two questions I have for you. So I'm going to go to Chris first. So Chris is going to be a really hard one for you. Um, but I think you can handle this one. And then the last one, Dylan, I'll give to you to answer for us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right. <laughs> Dylan, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Chris, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice and you have to choose a specific age, what would you tell young Chris? Do you know what? That's actually an easy question because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. In fact, I was telling my daughter this yesterday. You need people. I was I was pretty arrogant back when I was 17, 18. I was in college, uh, music college, and I was getting decent views, like, on, on my stuff. Um, and I, I dropped out of college. But, like, looking back now, I went to a college full of musicians. Like, there was singers there. There was guitarists. There was songwriters. And the, the more we're coming up now, the more we're realizing that people are integral to to anything. Um so yeah, I would I would tell myself to start being a dumbass and start networking more. Wow. I mean, I think that's a good way of looking at it, of just like we do need people. And this is kind of goes back to I'm gonna piggyback off what we just mentioned about COVID. Like I think COVID has taught us how important relationships are. And yeah. also how important communication is, even from a standpoint of in your own household, because sometimes you can be in a room with someone and not even really paying close attention or spending quality time because your mind is is thinking of a hundred other things you need to do. And sometimes you need to just stop for a minute and say, wait, just sit here for a moment, close my eyes, think, and then respond or ask someone, hey, how is your day? Like have like a meeting at the table when you're eating dinner or breakfast and just ask everyone, how's your day? How, is there something you need from me? Um, Cause I think sometimes we just lose sight of that cause we're so busy running and doing a hundred different things. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Thank you, Chris and Dylan. This is your last question. Um, how can our listeners find you online? Do you mind telling us your social media handles for you and Chris and, and your band and that way people can kind of know where they can find you guys. Uh, Instagram's Culture Code Music. Literally just type in Culture Code in anywhere. Culture Code in Spotify and Instagram. We're trying to get on TikTok, but we're not really uh, we're not really dance friendly, us pair. Uh, in physical dancing, that is. But, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Bit of a weird statement to say for two DJs in the EDM space. But uh, yeah, literally just type in Culture Code in in any social platform and. You will, you will find a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I really love you guys. Y'all are just a breath of fresh air. And one thing I do love is when I can talk to two individuals who I can tell are not only just genuinely great human beings, but that y'all have so much that we are going to be looking for in the future. I just am just so glad to be a fan and to have had this amazing opportunity to, to sit in my room and just talk with you about your concerns and things that y'all are doing and, and how y'all are helping so many people with your music and your story. And I would love to have you guys back in the future if y'all maybe wanna give us some new music when, when something comes out or wanna share, I will continue to support, but I would love to have y'all back on my second podcast, which is called Space Between. If y'all are ever interested, we'll love to have you here. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, 100%, hit us up and we'll, uh, we'll definitely come on it whenever you're free. All right. So I'm going to definitely get with you. I probably will get with you, Chris, first and then kind of then you can let Dylan know. and We can all figure this out and make a plan maybe in the next couple of months. Um, oh, yeah. 
two or three months, we'll figure something out. And I would love to just be able to keep supporting y'all. But thank y'all so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having us, man. And thank you for saying all that, uh, all those kind words about our music and stuff. It's stuff like that that keeps us going. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm going to continue to support it and, and share it. And I'm going to actually listen to Make Me Move later because it's just something that it helps to actually motivate me. It's like my morning <laughs> mantra that I will do. And then I can listen to certain songs on a playlist. And that's one that definitely is on my playlist that I like to hear. And it kind of gets me going. So that's that's a good thing. So that's where our listeners are coming from then. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm a part of the 3 million. I don't have the whole 3 million, but I have a couple of them. <laughs> no, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you guys. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, I appreciate you, Dylan and Chris, and I hope you have a great rest of y'all day and I will talk with y'all soon. And you, buddy. And you thank you for that. Thank you. See you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, oh.